It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Oh, or morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening to the recording, if you're not calling in live. It is so good to connect after having two weeks off, one for the Thanksgiving holiday and the week before because um, my teacher's teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu, was in town and teaching at inspired, so I was giving that my full attention, and I'm so grateful that I did. I got so much out of it. So grateful to have such wonderful examples of um, this work of teachers of God (laughs) uh, to observe and to learn from. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about today is uh, who are God's teachers? It was something I discussed a little bit yesterday at Inspire during the service, and it um, inspired me to explore it a little deeper. So I think we'll do that. But first, as always, let's start with a little blessing and a little meditation just to clear our minds and to let the day go. It's always good to do that. So let's just take a deep breath in, deep breath of gratitude. So grateful, so thankful for the opportunity to be the two or more who are coming together with a shared intention to experience and express a greater awareness of love's presence in, as, through, and around our life. Mm. So grateful for the opportunity to connect in a sacred space and grateful for the evolution of technology that allows the sacred space to expand and expand until we understand truly that we are the sacred space. Good to have friends on the path. And we offer up right here and right now any blocks that might prevent a deepening awareness of love's presence in our life. Thoughts of blame, shame, regret, thoughts of resentment, of fear, of unworthiness. We let it all go. Let it all go. And we stand in the light. We stand in the truth of who we are. And who we are is perfect, whole, and complete. We are extensions of perfect love. All the qualities of the divine, all the qualities of God are pre-installed within each and every one of us. And together, we allow those qualities to come to the forefront of our mind and express as our life. And we are grateful to do so. And we share all the healing benefits of this remembrance, all the healing benefits 
of this time together with everyone, knowing that as we allow more light to come into our life, everybody reaps the benefits. It's so good. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Now let's take a moment of silence just to allow uh, ourselves to clear our minds, clear our thoughts for the day. Just allow the silence to come in and penetrate all of the thinking, all the to-do lists. We're going to cut the cords to anything that happened before this moment. I'll put on the timer, and away we go. And when you're ready, you can take a breath. Feel your toes and fingers come back to planet Earth. (laughs) So, who are God's teachers? Many of us, I'm sure, if you're like me, have an idea in your mind of what a teacher of God looks like. Many of us have sort of the archetypical figures, the priest, the bishop, the monk, the nun, all of these ideas of what a spiritual person looks like. I know that in L.A. we definitely have that idea, the prayer beads, the scarves, the uh, yoga wear. (laughs) And yet, the Course gives us a different perspective. And I think it's really beautiful. And so, why not allow the Course to teach us who are God's teachers? So you can follow along with me. We're in the Manual for Teachers. Uh, if you have the third edition, it's on page three in the Manual for Teachers, which is after the workbook for students. Paragraph one begins by saying, a teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. Bam, right off the bat. A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. (laughs) Isn't that great? There's no special qualification other than choosing 
to be one. I think that's pretty awesome. (laughs) His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. What does that mean? He did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. So it suggests there that there's a merging, that the lines of separation, the illusions of the walls, the things that keep us apart dissolve, especially in the sense of our interests. If you think about that, The idea of competition goes away. The idea of comparison goes away. It's all all one. But what is the interest? The interest is the awakening, the atonement, remembering our true identity, remembering our oneness, With God, the desire to understand and see our own and everybody else's innocence until until the veil of separation lifts and we are home once again or we are aware that we are home once again in heaven in perfect love. Let's continue to read. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in him. He has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. How beautiful is that? I love, too, that it also says that once you have made a deliberate choice to love yourself. And that's pretty much what saying does not see his interests as apart from someone else's is really saying is you have decided to put on the top of your list, love myself, know myself. And in so doing, you commit to loving your brothers and sisters because you can't not Love them. If you love yourself, you can't not extend that because love creates by nature. That's what it does. So if you're in alignment with love, then you have to extend and grow that. Let's read the whole paragraph again in its entirety and just see how it flows. A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God even if he does not yet believe in him. He has become a bringer of salvation He has become a teacher of God. How wonderful, how refreshing is it to say that 
the road is established and his direction is sure. So often we are so worried about where we're going to go and how we're going to get there, where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. Isn't it refreshing to hear that the road is all, the, the direction is established or the road is established and the direction is sure. We don't have to worry about that. It will present itself. We have to remain willing. We have to stay committed to our yes. We have to keep that willingness to know ourselves, to love ourselves on the top of our priority list, and the road will be shown. I say all the time in our uh, in Inspire's practitioner training class that we get to believe that our greatest good is always unfolding, no matter what. And so the best-case scenario will present itself once we believe that the best-case scenario is always here. But we have to trust that our greatest good is unfolding. We have to trust that the best-case scenario is available in order for it to present itself. So if the road is established, then that's an invitation of faith. To trust that wherever you are is where you are meant to be. It's your road. It's your path. And if we can learn how to show up with the intention of simply being truly helpful, then we're doing our part. And we can be grateful. We can be in a state of constant gratitude knowing that our greatest good is always unfolding. Where we are is where we are supposed to be. There is nowhere else we are meant to be but right here. And I am fulfilling my part in the atonement by practicing being truly helpful, being aware, remembering that loving myself, that love, the remembrance of my oneness with God and with all life is at the top of my list. Mm. Good stuff, guys. And this is just the first paragraph. Paragraph two. This is good. This gets really great. They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and from no religion. They are the ones who have answered. The call is universal. It goes on all the time everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. Yet it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single light, but with the call at its center, it is a light that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it. To the call itself, time has no meaning. Okay, so let's look at this. They come from all over the world. That is pretty self-explanatory. There's not one region of the world. There's not a country or a continent that has a claim on spirituality, that has a claim on the truth. They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and from no religion. I love that. My cousin, Marana, is one of the most loving, thoughtful, gentle people that I have 
ever met. And you can't tell me that she's not a teacher of God. She absolutely is a teacher of God, even though we don't have the same religious beliefs. She's a devout Christian, but she practices the philosophy, the underlining philosophy of Christianity in her life. She, does it, she, she uh, practices the teachings of Jesus. She's compassionate, she's charitable, she's kind and gentle, she's loving. She has answered the call to love. And she, her life is a demonstration of the power and potency of living that principle. How wonderful. And so there's no religion. If we have answered the call to love ourselves, like I said before, if we, if we commit to loving ourselves, then we have to begin to extend that to others. It's impossible to tap in to the creative essence of love and not extend it. It's what happens naturally. And when we begin to love ourselves, we begin to see our own innocence, our own innocence. We forgive ourselves of the mistakes mistakes we've made in the past, and we see it as mistakes. We release this belief in sin, that there's something wrong and broken in us, and we understand, oh, I just made a mistake. It was a case of mistaken identity. I thought that I was separate from God, but I, I'm not. I never was. I am perfect, whole, and complete here and now. And I am grateful to know that it is so. And if I'm innocent and I'm one with all, because only one, then that too means you are innocent. Of course you are. And so I forgive you for what I have blamed you for in the past. I understand now you too have made a mistake, thinking you or something other than perfect, whole, and complete, an extension of the divine. I see your innocence. I give you the gift of your innocence. I free you from the prison of judgment that I was trying to keep you in, and I offer you my hand, brother, sister, so that we can together be a light. The light grows. It doesn't matter if you are practicing loving yourself. It doesn't matter what the path is that you are taking. And I love, as I mentioned before, Venerable Dahani Oahu was in town teaching at Inspire this week. And I heard an interview she did once that was really moving. Um, She said that she took a vow never to compare two religions or two different paths, two philosophies. Because... Like the Course says, there's thousands of paths, and you will find the one that best suits you, that will support you the most in recognizing your divinity, your truth. So there's no point in comparing the two. And again, there's that um, comparison word, trying to, you know, the better than, worse than, the right, the wrong, trying to figure out which is right, which is wrong. 
That only leads to more hell, guys. <laughs> Fresh hell. Who needs it? So, the call is universal. It goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. Yet it is all a matter of time. So consider that. Like, what would prevent you from answering the call? What would prevent you from standing in a commitment to love yourself? All of these old thoughts and stories we've developed about ourselves. What about the fear of what other people will think? I really, I, uh, I taught uh, about, geez, is it a month ago already? Yikes. A month ago, I did a, a workshop at a, a, a college, an art school, and um, we were talking about uh, self esteem and taking compliments and stuff like that. And so many of the kids said they are afraid to take a compliment. Because they don't want to look egotistical. They don't want to look full of themselves. And I shared with them, you know, to shy away from your greatness, that's false humility. It's false humility. Because you are great. We're all great. We're tapped into the, the only great thing that there is. And it flows through us freely. And there's an endless supply of it. There's all this luminous brilliance and beauty Everywhere, just waiting for us to turn the tap on so it can express us our lives. And we are too busy thinking, no, I don't want to do that because I'll look like I'm full of myself. Uh, I want to look humble. That's false humility, man. That's one reason why we don't answer the call because, my God, if I started loving myself, people are going to think I'm a freak because the norm is not to love ourselves. The norm is to walk around criticizing ourselves, taking ourselves apart. It's what we were trained to do. It's what we're taught to do. Our parents taught us to do it. The media teaches us to do it. You know, you are, you are unworthy to be loved unless you have this watch, this car, these jeans, this waistline, this lover, this whatever. And so it's retraining our thinking so that we can be in alignment with the truth Nothing outside of ourselves can ever, ever make us complete, can ever make us happy. Everything that we need is pre-installed within us, here and now. And that's what the call is, is to remember that and to remind others through your demonstration, through your willingness to be compassionate, to be gentle, to be kind, just practicing loving kindness. That's what makes you a spiritual person. It's not the beads, it's not the scarves. It's your willingness to practice loving kindness and move through fearful or separation thoughts when they arise. That's all. Let's continue. There is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. But the content of the course never changes. 
Its central theme is always God's Son is guiltless and in his innocence is his salvation. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words or soundlessly, in any language or in no language, in any place or time or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world reborn. Beautiful. So let's explore this. There is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved, but the contents of the course never changes. So this is saying, you know, the, there's a course for every teacher of God. The course, your specific course is your life. <laughs> it's your life. It's what you were, you know, incarnated into, the experiences that's happening around you. That's your course. The form of the course varies greatly. Everybody has their own experiences. So do the te- particular teaching aids. The teaching aids are your race, your sex, your sexual preference or orientation, your family, your friends, your community, your, the region you were born in, the city you live in, um, the classes you take, whether you went to school or not. Like These are all teaching aids, and they're all designed to remind you that you are perfect, whole, and complete. Everything that comes in front of you is an opportunity to remember who and what you truly are, if you're paying attention. If you're paying attention. The content of the course never changes. So no matter what it is you're doing, the content is always the same. And the content is, the central theme is always, God's son is guiltless, and in his innocence is his salvation. God's son is guiltless, and in his innocence is his salvation. Do it one more time. God's son is guiltless, and in his innocence is his salvation. Right. That is so beautiful. Mm, I love it. I love it so much. So no matter what is happening, no matter what situation you're in, it's always a call for you to remember your innocence. And then once you do that, again, once you become willing to love yourself, once you begin the process of loving yourself, once you begin the process of seeing your own innocence, you can't not extend that to those around you. You can't not extend that to everyone. This is unconditional love. You stop placing conditions on who is innocent and who is guilty. No one is guilty. Everyone is innocent. And we really contemplate that this week. Think about that. If everybody is innocent, then where are you misperceiving other people? Who are you deeming worthy of your love? And who are you deeming to be guilty? My teacher Jennifer once said, Until you believe that everyone is worthy of your love, you will never experience unconditional love yourself. 
I think it's beautiful. And this is one of the most beautiful things. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words or soundlessly, in any language or no language, in any place or time or manner. Oh, my God, I love that so much. Ah! So many people can just learn the right words, the spiritual words, but not actually apply that. I was just having coffee with my friend Chris, and we were talking about that, how it's through the demonstration. It's through being a channel, through embodying the principles that we really often teach, and that doesn't require any words at all. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. Isn't that beautiful? It doesn't matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. Consider that. Think about going back to like the first paragraph. You know, a lot of people hear the call, but it's rare that but few will answer it, right? Well, a lot of times we don't answer the call because we don't think we're worthy of it, because we are believing we are our past, but we are not our past. We are not our past. That is a misperception. We are not our past. We are this breath. We are this breath. He has become a savior by his answering. Mm. simply by saying yes. Simply by developing the willingness to love yourself is the road shown. A light is a light is positioned, you know, on the path. You just take the next step forward. I love that all that's required from any of us to begin this journey is just the willingness to love ourselves how powerful it is, our willingness. is all that the, the smallest ounce of willingness is all that's required for the Holy Spirit to enter into your mind, to, to, to begin to speak, to begin to guide. You become, you start, you, it's like when you become willing to love yourself, you flip a switch and the intercom turns on. And on that line through the intercom is the Holy Spirit. Quietly at first, quietly, quietly. But the more practice, the more you practice loving yourself, the more practice you um, you have it saying yes, the more clearly you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation, the salvation of the world. In his, rebirth, in his rebirth is the world reborn. When we can see everybody as innocent, think about that. That's world peace. That's world peace. That's harmony. That's harmonious living. That's the aim. That's what we're looking to do. This is a manual for a special curriculum intended for the teachers of a special form of the universal course. So it's saying right there, this is a 
specific path for a specific course, not the path for the course. It's a specific path for a specific course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. They merely save time. Yet it is time alone that winds on warily, and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There is never a question of outcome or what can change the will of God. But time, with its illusions of change and death, wears out the world and all things in it. Yet time has an ending, and it is this that the teachings of God are appointed to bring about. For time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. Beautiful. Beautiful. So time is an illusion. Time is a teaching aid. Time shows us what death looks like, and death is the ultimate symbol of separation. Things that wither and die. Remember, I think we've talked about this before, the only thing that is eternal has true value. And so things are withering and dying before you. You know that it's a symbol of separation. It's a symbol of death, which is impossible. When you say yes to loving yourself, does the path become clear to free yourself from that cycle, the cycle of death and rebirth, death and rebirth? You begin to trade in your sight for vision, vision of eternity, the vision of true love, of that which is eternal. You begin to understand that we are part of the eternal wave that is and always has been. We can't even comprehend that right now. We can't even, we can't, we, we, have, we don't have something to, to uh, compare, and you know, there's no scope for that. But something within us does. I say that it's like a remembrance. When I began to study the Course, it's as if I remembered it. And I was grateful for it because it felt like a breath of fresh air. It felt like a, a clean glass of water, a fresh glass of water. And I was like, yeah, like I know this. It doesn't feel like new information. I really resonated with the teaching. I knew it to be true. Like in my bones, I felt like this is the truth. I know it. And so I go forward with that knowingness. And more is revealed and more is revealed and more is revealed to me on the path. And I'm so grateful for it. And I do save time. I no longer fear the death of this body. I trust that I am eternal. I trust that the path, the road is perfectly laid out for me. And I'm committed to just taking the next step forward. Isn't that good to know that we don't have to figure it out? Hmm. So who is a teacher of God? The teacher of God is me. The teacher of God is you. The teacher of God are the those that have said yes to love. Yes. I am willing to move past my beliefs of unworthiness, of shame, of regret. All those thoughts that tell me that I am less than perfect, whole, and complete. I'm willing to cut the cords to thinking that I need all of this stuff to validate my existence because I know it's simply not true. I am a teacher of God. 
I know that I am innocent. I am not my past. I am this breath. And I know that you too are innocent. Even if you don't know it yourself, I will know it for you until you can remember it. I extend my hand to you. I am willing to be patient. Not patient in the means of, I'm going to say I'm patient because I don't like how things look right now. But I'm not going to rush you to think that you should know something or have an awareness that you don't have. I'm just going to know that you are innocent. Even if you don't believe it yourself, I'll know it for you. How good it is to answer the call. How empowering it is to know that we simply have to say yes. We just simply have to say yes. And everything else will be taken care of for us. We simply have to be mindful, remind ourselves of the commitment that we've made, remind ourselves of that yes, trust that the road is being shown to us, for us, trust that this is our perfect curriculum designed perfectly and specifically to support me in waking up to my oneness in God and be willing to do this work, to stay on the path. Be willing to stay on the path. Remember, this is like a undoing. It's not like a learning. It's an undoing. And what we're undoing are all the beliefs that we've created about ourselves throughout our life, lifetimes. So we're just removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. We're removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. And the more work we do, the clearer it becomes. The clearer we become. I am a teacher of God. I have said yes. I am here and I'm standing in the vision of world peace, of freedom. And I know that it extends beyond world peace, but I'm standing in the possibility of peace for myself. I'm committed to seeing my innocence and I'm committed to seeing yours, whoever it is that stands before me. And this is what we do as teachers of God. And it can be done silently, it can be done with words, it can be done with gestures. It can be done by simply giving a silent blessing, by just seeing the beauty and innocence of someone who others have deemed to be guilty. We are the teachers of God. And I invite you to join me on the path as we continue to remind ourselves of the truth of ourselves and of all. Let's pray. Take a deep breath in. Place a hand on our heart. And let's just say we are so grateful. We're so grateful and so thankful for all the good that unfolds all around us that is us. The light that is within, the light that is emerging, the light that we are becoming more aware of as our life. We are so committed to allow that light to shine brightly that we will release willingly anything that would seem to dim that light, the light of truth. All of the thoughts of limitation, all the thoughts of separation, we let it go. We cut the cord at its root and we free ourselves and we dance, we play in the light, in the freedom, in the beauty of love, the beauty of innocence, the beauty of our true self. So grateful for the opportunity to remind ourselves of us together, how good it is to have mighty companions on the path. We just share our gratitude with everyone sharing all the benefits of this remembrance of this light. We are letting everyone shine brightly. We are seeing the light of everyone with um, stands before us, and we are glad. And so it is. Amen.
giving the rest of this evening to the Holy Spirit, we are willing to be guided and we are grateful that it is done. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, evening, whenever you're listening to this morning. I'm with you. I love you. And I thank God for you. Bye now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.